2: You're having trouble connecting with your brother who is in prison for murder.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. He tried to get help right before it. he was like reaching out to me. He's like, could you get me into rehab? And I was like working a job where I had to travel a lot. I couldn't really help him at the time and I really wanted to. And then uh, I guess he stabbed someone and they died when he was like strung out. And uh, he calls me and I just, it gives me so much anxiety and stuff because like, I just don't know what to say to him. Let's talk to
2: Jalen. Hello, Jalen. Hey, what's up? How are you doing,
1: Jalen? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Dick?
2: Uh I'm doing good, Jalen. It says you're 25 years old from Oklahoma. It says that uh, you're having trouble connecting with your brother who is in prison for murder.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right.
2: Uh, tell me, Tell me what's going on here.
1: Uh, okay, well, uh, my family has a pretty long history with like uh, mental health issues and drug use, which is pretty common for like Native American communities. And uh, my brother, he's been he got diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was like in high school, and like after high school, he kind of like started doing like hard drugs with like our dad and stuff. And uh, yeah, he, he tried to get help. Right before it, he was, like, reaching out to me. He's like, hey, like, I don't really like doing this stuff with our dad. I, could you get me into rehab? And I was, like, working a job where I had to travel a lot. I couldn't really help him at the time, and I really wanted to. And then uh, I guess he stabbed someone, and they died when he was, like, strung out. And uh, he's been—and since we're Native American, like, in Oklahoma, like, uh, the state can't prosecute us if like for like serious crimes committed on native on like native land and so the state of oklahoma couldn't prosecute him so he was like in tulsa county for like a year and then he got transferred to like a federal prison in miami for like another year and uh like he hasn't even had like one like arraignment or anything it's like they it, like, throw you around like if you're an indian in oklahoma and you do stuff like serious serious crimes and he just got uh declared mentally insane which like we were trying to tell them the whole time he was just getting thrown around by the court system and he had to mentally insane and now he's back in oklahoma and he's at like this mental hospital and he's like i've been kind of in contact with him because it's been three years so it's been yeah it's happened like in 2019 and uh like right before covid so like covid just threw a whole lot more problems with his court situation and then so like three years deep and all this and he still hasn't really gotten far in this process. Probably got like another two years to go with his trial, if he even goes to trial. But he calls me all the time and I just, I ran out of stuff to say to him about, I don't know, it's been like six months. And I'm, like, I'm not really ignoring his calls because I'm in college. I go to this tribal college in Kansas and uh, he calls me and I just, it gives me so much anxiety and stuff. Cause like, I just don't know what to say to him. He's just. Cause I, I just feel like when i'm talking to him I'm like bragging about like how good i'm doing Cause like like i said our families had like huge issues and i'm like the first one to go to college and i'm kicking ass like getting good grades and when he calls and asks me about that stuff and i tell him that i just feel so bad that he's missing out because mm-hmm. he was like i don't know he was like the most athletic he was a national champion wrestler when he was like in elementary like he was mm-hmm. super athletic and uh, he just, I don't know, drugs and his mental health just ruined his life. And I don't know; it's just hard talking to him because I don't know what to say to him anymore. Mm-hmm. Sorry to spill that on you, Geck. I just
2: no, I, just, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh no, I uh, I mean, it sounds like you're very like connected with him in his situation. I mean, for you to be able to give me all of the information that you you just gave you have to have you know you you have to be actively giving a shit about your brother and following his situation because a lot of the people you know they could just be like oh uh, well you know he went away from murder i'm gonna go and live my life and you know not even you know pay, pay attention to the details of of his case and what's going on with him which obviously you're not doing because you sound very well informed about his life and about uh you know, it's all the sort of proceedings going around his case and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. It's pretty reassuring. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we're really close. Going on? Yeah, how
2: would you describe your relationship with your brother?
1: Well, like, uh, I'm barely, like, a year older than him, and, like, we have, like, five brothers, and we all look just like my dad, but me and him look, like, the most like our dad, and, like, we look like twins, and that's, like, everyone like ask us if we're twins growing up and we're super close and I don't know we have different moms and we ne- like we grew up together but we never like lived with each other and, and uh I don't know I just feel bad like how I turned cause, like we're pretty much like the same person like you look at us it's yeah, like right. like I said but for the twins it's just like we had just like our lives turned out so differently and I'm just, I just I feel bad like that I'm doing good you know you know what I'm saying cause I'm like no, of course. he deserves a chance he deserves a chance too like and like, I don't know. And our dad's even doing better now. He's like, he's lived his whole life around drugs. And when, that, when, when my brother killed that guy, like it kind of snapped our dad out of it. And he's doing a lot better and he's got like a wife and like he's raising our my other little brother with her. And, and it's just like, it makes me mad because I'm like, that's not fair. Like you're old, you lived your whole life like just doing drugs and just being an idiot. And my brother's like, he was like 20. 20 when did that happen and now he's like twenty twenty four 24 almost and uh like so yeah, that's not fair at all man
2: are you yeah, the just... the primary like would you would you say you are your brother's primary support system because it sounds like you have a big family you have all these other brothers uh I don't know if you mentioned what's up with uh your mom but like do do any of them keep uh close contact with your brother
1: no that's the thing I really am like I'm, my dad mm. does he does but like but like his mom that's what I'm saying like my mom was like a like a Christian lady like kind of was like strict and his mom was like a drug addict so and, and you know what I'm saying what like what
2: about he, your other what, what about your other brothers do none of them keep contact with him
1: oh well my the, well, my dad here's the thing my dad he's like both a like Native American and like they're kind of infamous for having lots of children, and he's got, uh, like, six kids with, like, seven different baby mamas, oh, sure, sure, <laughs> and, sure. so, and they're all, like, spread apart. Like, I have, like, I'm 16 years older than, like, my youngest brother, and, like, like 12 years younger than my oldest brother, if I said that right. Sorry, I'm a little high, but, but, uh, okay, yeah. so are you, so are you
2: even close with your other brothers?
1: Uh, I am, but my oldest brother, he's, like, same route. He's he's like on drugs and in and out of jail. But like he's not mentally I mean he probably does have mental health, but he's not like mentally insane. Like it's crazy like talking like the last time I saw my brother we went to like this sacred site in like southwest Oklahoma. Uh it's like sacred to our tribe and I took him there and it was like so it was like really special moment in our life and then like the next time I saw him he was like on drugs and it was like talking to like an insane person and and uh, so, yeah, he 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 shouldn't have been in like like the jail system for as long as he was. Like, it, it took three years for them to like, for him to see like a like like a psychiatrist or whatever, and then for them to be like, all right, like he he needs to be like in a, I wouldn't say an asylum, but like a mental health facility rather than like a normal jail.
2: So the 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 reason I was asking about like the rest of your family and stuff is because like you're clearly having a a, a tough time dealing with this situation, and I'm wondering, like, are you are you dealing with all of these thoughts and feelings, like, alone? Like, do you have, like, any any of your brothers or anyone else in your family who's, like, close to the situation that you can um, talk about this stuff my, with?
1: My dad, we, like, we talk about, it like, he is doing better, but, like, he was never, like, in any of our lives, but, but, like, I don't know, he's starting to do better. and We do talk about it, but it's not, like, I don't know, it's not really, like, intimate or deep conversations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I am. That's like, pretty much why I called you Gek, okay? because like, I am kind of, like, dealing uh, with this alone. It's freaking hard. <laughs> I feel like... I mean, look,
2: you clearly you clearly care about your brother. You clearly have empathy for him. You sound like you're trying as hard as you can. Uh, And uh, everybody has their limits, you know.
1: Exactly, and I'm at mine kind of, and it it sucks because I'm like, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. I feel bad for like not trying to move on, but like not trying to be so centered around it. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we both agree here, right now. I mean, you you are trying your best, but as as we both agreed on, everyone has their limits, and you sound like you've exhausted yours.
1: Yes, and I'm like, that's what I'm saying, I'm, I don't know, not a professional opinion, but, like, an outside, like, because I can't just bring this up, like, casual conversation with my friends, you know, I'm just like, hey, like, my brother stabbed someone, and I need help with it, <laughs> so, uh, hmm. uh, I don't know, I'm like, man, should I just not forget about him, but, like, stop answering well, his calls, like, what should I?
2: Well, okay, so, so how frequent <laughs> are his calls? I'm sorry, what
1: once that? want the...
2: About once a week. About once a week, okay. Um Are you what 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 do you want? Are you trying to make those calls like less frequent but still have them? Are you trying to get yourself to move on completely? What what would be sort of an ideal outcome for you?
1: Not completely. I just, like, I would like to see him again. And, like, I, that's what I'd rather do. I'd rather like go visit him once a month, like, in person. But COVID, you know, has got restraints, especially, like, in Indian country. But, uh, yeah, that's what I would like to do, rather than just, you know, answer his calls and try to, like, fill him in on, like, my daily life, because, because I'm doing pretty good with myself, you guys. I okay, so you're saying good. that you have a
2: lot of guilt about you doing good and your brother doing bad because you guys came from the same place and you have all these feelings of like, man, it's not fair that my brother had to deal with all this, you know, uh, mental health stuff when I got off good. My dad, you know, did all this shit, but he was able to turn his shit around, but my brother won't get to turn his shit around. And that and that's kind of eating at you a little bit.
1: Yeah, because he probably won't. Like, he, he's, he's schizo. Like, there's not really... It's anything that that gets worse over time.
2: What? Uh, okay, so you're talking about how well your life is going. What is what's going well in your life? What are you like in school? Are you, what's what's yeah? Like I'm uh... in
1: school. We're going to school. Like I don't know. I didn't have a car for the longest time. I finally got a car and my license, and I know I'm in school. Like making new friends, and uh, it's just I don't know. Like I moved to like. Uh, a different state and stuff and pretty kick-ass and like that's what i'm saying like i'll be having a good day like and then i get that call and i'm like oh shit now i gotta pr- i don't want to say brag because like he-, he says he likes hearing it like he's like i don't want, want you to fill me in but like what i'm like saying i'm like fuck man like he should be out here like he should have got the chance to like you know turn his life around not just i don't know it's hard it's hard to like defend him because, like he like a human life was taken so it's like it's not Sorry. like he was innocent of course someone died <laughs>
3: um
2: do, so, so do you believe know. him when he says uh, when he says that he, he really genuinely does want to hear about your life and how well things are going do you do you just not believe him
1: no because he he'll get mad and be like man like i should be out there like what the fuck like what did i do like this sucks mm-hmm. mm. yeah oh uh, yeah it does suck man if like, they so think because he's i don't know he's You can tell he's not, like, all there anymore. It's just, like, he repeats the same questions, and she's like, how do I answer these?
2: I'm trying to think about this from, like, a framework of, like, what is and isn't in your control, you know? And a lot of this shit of, like, you know, life isn't fair because this happened to these people and this happened to me, and, and, you know, reckoning with that, a lot of it is just, like, out of your control you know like you you obviously have no you you obviously couldn't control the brother the the actions of your brother and you can't control what habits of your dad um so i'm kind of just thinking about like all right what what is left in your control because you you can't get your brother out of jail you can't make your brother not schizophrenic you can't you know, I'm trying to think. Like, what? Well, I mean, the, the the things that are in your control is like, well, what can you do? Oh, okay. What are you? What are you? What are you studying in college? What are you hoping to do with um your your future and whatnot?
1: Uh, I want to do like social work. Like, get like a, become like a clinical, a licensed clinical social worker, and then okay, like, working from I work for my tribe and like help people get off drugs and like help aid them in their fight with their mental illness, you know? Kind of like what you do, but, like, certified.
2: <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, that's perfect, because what I was going to say is uh, you have no control over uh, your brother's mental health, your brother's actions, any of that stuff, but, I mean, you don't even need me to tell you all this shit, because it sounds like you're already doing it. You have control over, like, w- what you put effort into moving forward, and uh, I'm jazzed to hear that you want to get into social work and stuff, because... You you're, you can you can sort of take all these feelings of of frustration that you have about the the decisions that your brother made and uh, the decisions that your dad made, and you can, in, instead of just like having to like b- bask in them against this unmovable wall of of circumstances, you can kind of transmute them into. Like you know, something something productive, which is you going out and helping these people, uh, you know, not end up like like your brother, you know. So uh, I mean, it sounds like you're doing the right thing. You're taking these these feelings of frustration and you're applying them toward uh the greater good, which. You know, is in your control to affect, uh, uh, if that makes any sense.
1: No, yeah, like, I think I, I, I'm pretty good at this stuff, cause, cause you pretty much described that, like, just that unmovable wall, and like, and, and I don't know, cause like I said, I'm doing pretty good. It's not so much I need help with anything in particular. It's just like, I don't know, I just, I need to get it out because I feel a lot of guilt. Totally. And you're right, like, I am, like, working towards, like, helping people. And, like, I have, like, two little brothers. I was saying, and I'm, like, exactly, like, 16 years older than them. And I don't want them to, like, you know, turn out like their their other right. two older brothers and right. their dad. So, like, that's, that's those are, like, some main reasons why I'm doing what I do. Because I want to help not just them, but anyone else that's going through what my brother and other people go through.
2: Right, right. And so... You know when you're having these frustra- when you're having these frustrations of like, ah fuck, it's not fair that 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 you know uh, uh, my brother made these decisions and he's in the situation and you're just thinking about how it's fucked up and and you know th- there's there's like a there's like a hopelessness in that line of thinking and a powerlessness in that line of thinking. Yeah. I don't. Know if you, I, don't know if, I don't know if that resonates with you.
1: No, it does for sure. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like damn. But but you. But, you're, but when you.
2: When you, uh, you know, do these things like you're gonna go, uh, be a social worker and help the people in your tribe, you're taking the power back. You're going, okay, I can't, uh, 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 I cannot control what has happened, but I can help these younger people in my tribe. And I can sort of see my brother in them a little bit and go, you, I'm gonna help. You, I'm gonna do what I can because, you know what's happened to the past to my brother has has already happened, but these these kids I can transmute this energy into uh uh helping them. And 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 hopefully that'll make you feel a little bit less hopeless and, and powerless.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Like hearing hearing this out loud, just like see I I've been trying to get the therapy, but like, I don't know, I don't have health insurance except through like Indian health services and like the best I can get is like social workers and I kind of hate that I'm hating on them because that's like what I want to be but like I want someone that's like a specialist and like anxiety and you know like what I'm going through rather than just like a generic Mm -hmm. social worker but anyways like it's cool just hearing it out loud yeah
2: so this is I mean so this is another thing right like so you're going to these social workers and you're like fuck these guys they suck you take take that too you're like fuck these guys they suck I'll do it better
1: yeah, exactly. That's what I want to do. You, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, nothing against my, my, the, the like the tribal social workers I have access to. It's just they specialize like in trauma and like, uh, I think one is like gender identity and like addiction, which is like, those are valid. Like, hell yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I want someone like a therapist that specializes in anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, uh, someone that's, I don't know. Either way, um, thank you. For that, yeah, yeah, really insightful.
2: Of course, man. Is um, is there anything that you want to say to the people of the computer before we go, Jalen?
1: No. Well, I do have one more question for you. I'll make it real short. I'm sorry. Hit me. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to become a social worker, and I need uh, internships. You think, uh, think uh, it'd be like a therapy gecko intern, like special? You can get get put together something.
2: See, I feel like. Um, uh, you interning for me would not translate in any way, shape, or form to any sort of professional um, healthcare environment. So I'll turn this. I'll, I will. I will have to shoot you down for your own
1: good. Well, when are you going to get certified?
2: Oh, never. I, I don't think I could be an actual therapist. I think that would uh, that'd be too hard. You're pretty damn good at it. Well, I appreciate that, but here's the thing, is right after you, I'm going to take a call from somebody about shitting their pants or getting chlamydia, and, um, you know, we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of, uh, uh, ride the wave up and down. I don't know if I could ride, uh, the wave of, of primarily serious calls, uh, the entire time, but I do appreciate all the kind words that you've said, Jalen, I appreciate you sharing your story with us, and, um, fuck, man, I wish you good luck, and, uh... You know, I think you're going to kill it. You're obviously somebody who care a lot about people, and, uh, you know, obviously the world needs more of that. So kudos to you,
1: man. Mado, well, you have a great day, Jake.
2: Hey, you too, Joe, take care. Bye. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. FunLove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting betterhelp.com gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, this is Braden from Ohio.
3: My name's Brandon.
2: Oh. Well says so here your name is Braden.
3: You're good though. Yeah, it's close enough. You go with whatever you feel like though.
2: Oh, I, I always go with what it says here.
3: Yeah, what's up? Sir?
2: Because let's... Okay, I, I just want to explain this to you. I read this computer all the time.
3: Oh, no, I understand. Yeah.
2: So I... And I, so I, ha, I... I know that the subject of your name, theoretically, would be something that you know more than the computer about, but I have to balance that with the fact that I just, in general about all matters trust the computer more than you.
3: Let's go with Brayden, bro. Even if
2: you <laughs> theoretically would be more knowledgeable about the subject, I still don't trust you as much as my computer.
3: And that is 100% acceptable.
2: Braden. it says you're 19 years old from Ohio. Good for you. You had um, testicular... Portion surgery, uh, yeah, and you wanted to discuss what it's like to have your testicles operated on. Um, no, yeah,
3: I just thought it was an interesting matter that you probably haven't had much information about.
2: I, I'm very lucky to have very little information about this, um, and you know, I th- I think it would be helpful to know what it is like, so that we may live vicario- vicariously from you and uh, take better care of our testicles moving forward. How did you, uh, how did you first uh, tort your testicles?
3: That's the funny part. I fell asleep. It was on February 8th and I woke up on February 9th and everything felt all right, but a little off and I went to go take a shower and uh, saw things weren't quite the same down there. Put it lightly, and... We, okay, well, hold I'm on. Like, when you oh. say
2: things weren't quite the same, are we, like... when? Okay, when people say testicular okay. torsion, I imagine that your balls are doing, like, a, um... What's the name of that fucking movie? The hour, they're doing, like, an exorcist thing where they've spun 360 <laughs> degrees all around. That's what I'm assuming testicular <laughs> torsion looks like. Is that accurate?
3: I mean, you're somewhat right, somewhat wrong. So... You know how they're supposed to sit there? It was at like, let's say, almost a forty five degree angle. The left wood was a forty-five degree angle to the right. The and left so was, was like a over degree. top of the right. So it was like sitting on top of the right one like an axe almost.
2: Okay, so your balls were tandem.
3: Yeah, they were like the way the doctor explained it to me is like the cords got, like, tangled somehow while I was sleeping.
2: Man, the human body is really, it, like, stupid. Because the fact that you can just... It really is.
3: It blew my mind.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can just be going about... I mean, you're 19 years old, you've been sleeping every single day for 19 years, and then all of a sudden you have a day where you do it wrong, and it just f- fucks up your testicles. That's so crazy to me.
3: Yeah, man. The worst part about all of it is I found out, so it happened when I was 17, so I found out I needed surgery on my 17th birthday.
2: Mm. And, um... Yeah. So when you woke up, did did it hurt?
3: No, when I woke up, I didn't like feel anything was too off until like maybe 20, 25 minutes later when I got in the shower in the morning. Thank God I took a shower that early. Because The doctor said if you don't catch it within 24 hours, they have to actually cut out a testicle because you lose uh. blood flow. Uh. So, in order to save the other testicle, they would have to cut out one of them. But thank god that none of that happened to me. Happen. I just went in, and by the time I got there, I kind of situated them back myself. Yeah, and they said, like, yeah, definitely, like, you have signs of what happened. And I went in the next sit- one, okay, so you day situated day them back surgery.
2: yourself, right? So, I okay, guess so. You so your yeah. balls were tandem. And then you were down there doing your own little surgery, and did did it correct them at all, or like when you tried to move them, did it? I
3: was just kind of like, yeah, I was just kind of like cupping them, kind of, so they didn't like get messed up or whatever, just kind of like feeling around for what was happening, because I didn't quite understand, I was still in shock. So on the way there, I must have situated them back into place. Hmm. But they said either way, they had to go in and quote-unquote tag them down in surgery so it didn't happen again
2: Mm. and um did the doctor give any more insight into how exactly they got contorted was it like you were just like rubbing your thighs together in some weird way i mean i i can't get over the fact that you've been sleeping for 17 years and then just how the fuck just one night you you position your body in a weird way like did they explain any of that
3: yeah, not to scare anybody in chat or you, but um, they said the three most common ways is through physical contact in a sport, like if you get hit or something, mm. through sexual activities if you're you know, going too hard, or in sleep, it, it, the third most common way for it to happen is in sleep. You just you know roll over or do something wrong and they just don't move like they're supposed to. One comes free, and that's why they had to do surgery, was to kind of make it so when they move, they move together.
2: Man, it is uh, good to have a reminder every now and then of just how fragile and stupid our bodies are. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so it also says here that your girlfriend at the time broke up with you because
3: yeah, I of actually find it really funny now.
2: Please, please tell us what happened. I
3: find it I mean, at the, at the time, it was, you know, heartbreaking. But now I find it really, really funny because when I first had it, like, I had to go to the emergency room immediately, didn't know what was happening, didn't know, you know... I, I was thinking the worst of the worst. Like, they were just gonna have to cut them out as soon as I got there or something. So... When I got home, my girlfriend of two years was actually staying here because of, you know, stuff with her mom or whatever. She had her own room. And... She she was like, what happened? I told her all about it. I was like, yeah, for minimum, I can't have sex until the surgery, which they didn't plan until a month pro- like from the date. So I had to wait a month. And then on top of that, another month. So two months, I couldn't have sex. And she straight up started like crying. I was like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like yada, yada. I didn't think it was a big deal, but apparently she found it was, like, the biggest deal. And, like, we didn't break up immediately after that. But, like, that definitely had one of the bigger roles to play into us breaking up.
2: Wait a minute. So this girl, uh, at the time, uh, had whatever was going on in her family life. And so she had her own room in your house?
3: Yeah, my mom, it wasn't, like, anything. Yeah, she had her own room. We have, like, a bigger house. My sister moved out recently.
2: Damn. So okay, so you had two extra really rooms. like your whole family. You really took this this girl in.
3: Yeah, I was there, I was with her for two years up to that point, from freshman summer up until throughout high school.
2: Okay, so you you took her in. How long was she staying with you guys uh, up until you guys broke up?
3: Um, roughly
2: three to five months. Mm. Well, did, did she stick around after you guys broke
3: up? Um, we, funny thing is we talked for probably about two or three weeks after we broke up. We maybe went out to get coffee or something once or twice. And then she went to Florida to go visit one of her friends. And she just completely, like, cut me off like blocked me on Snapchat and shit. She didn't say anything to me. Like, she didn't say, like, this is why, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be friends anymore. She just cut me off completely.
2: Man, that's fucking cold that she would do that after you guys took her in.
3: Yeah. I mean, I figure everyone's got their own way. She was raised differently than other people. You know, I'm not going to hold it against her morally. I
2: get this sense from you that having your testicles operated on have, has like made you calmer. Has made you a, uh, a more stoic uh, uh, thinker, feeler. I feel like you had your balls. I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm ma- matured
3: a lot and like
2: mature. That's I think I one
3: matured one I mean. a lot in eighth grade. I feel like I matured a lot in eighth grade because um some some of the people I was closer with used to smoke a lot of weed, and um someone I was close with died in a car crash when she was 19, so I just started smoking with them, and it just kind of like I was hanging out with the older group of people and it kind of like put me into a deeper mindset of thinking deeper into things instead of taking them for what they are on surface
2: ah okay so you were you were getting high with uh, uh older people All right, so you are getting high with 19 year olds in 8th grade and that uh made you more mature
3: yeah it was like family friends and stuff like that but it wasn't anything like it wasn't like every single time I was with them but it was like every now and then I'd take a hit or two and it was just but even being around them it would just you know what I mean. Being around an older crowd of people kind of made me think older than I was at the time.
2: Well, Braden, uh, all right. So you've got some good perspective on the past here. Uh, before we go, what's next for you, Braden? In your in your I don't know. That was another
3: reason I was. That was another reason I was calling in. I'm not trying to hold you up too long, but like I don't necessarily know where to go next.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, it sounds like you're operating off of, uh, at least the sense I get from you, is you're operating through life from this place of, uh, you know, I had my heart broken, I had my balls broken, I've been um, hanging out with older people all my life, you know, this, that, the other thing, I've experienced some pain, some pleasure, uh, I'm ready for what's next, that's, that's at least uh, what I get from you. So, uh, yeah, I just figured you know, I'm not, not too it is worried to take about it whatever on comes headstrong.
3: next. I appreciate as long that, as you man. And, that uh, and so. also, one thing I would like to say before I go is um, I really appreciate you and your team being so open and friendly. All the call screeners oh, and you man. just being down to earth and everything. It's really refreshing to see there's people left in this earth like that.
2: And I appreciate that very much, Braden. uh Thank you for letting me call you by... The right name. And uh, I hope that you have the rest of the evening.
3: You have a great one, man. It is through adversity,
2: particularly adversity in genitals, that we grow stronger to conquer further adversity later down the line in our lives especially further adversity in the generals because uh braden he's probably going to wake up one day at 42 with his right ball just like tucked in his elbow or something and he'll be ready for that day when that happens to me i'm freaking out I'm panicking. I'm I'm they're gonna have to cut mine off because I won't respond in a calm, collected manner in a way that Braden would. So so I'm not worried about him. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, And Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com gecko50 for 50% off. for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Let's talk to Armando. Hello? Hello? Uh,
3: is this the GECK?
2: Is this Armando? It is. How are you Armando?
3: I'm all right. Tired, to say the least.
2: Uh, Yeah, what have you you been uh, doing all day that's made you so tired?
3: Uh, Well, working. I've been helping my mother out. She's building a new back patio, now that the screen's rolling around. And now I'm currently at work right now myself.
2: Oh, you're at work right now?
3: Yeah, job's fairly easy, though.
2: So, are you where? Uh, are you like on break or something, or um, are you? Who's paying you to talk to no, a Gecko I'm, right I'm now? Doing
3: it. Oh my boss! No, no, I'm I'm moving boxes around right now.
2: Okay, oh, already you had like what an are you Amazon on boxes
3: putting them down.
2: No, Kroger. Kro, oh a Kroger are your stock boy?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. I can hear it yeah. in the background. I, can I hear do it like at a, night. The boxes.
3: You can't. Are they buzzing or no? I can make them stop.
2: Uh, well, I I would ask you to make them stop, but then I feel like you're gonna get yelled at.
3: No, no, no.
2: All right. Well, listen, uh, Armando. It says here you're 18 years old from Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. it says your mom is a Instagram influencer. Who is looking to start an OnlyFans? Uh, she's trying to she convince is. you that it's a good idea, uh, but you're not quite sure. It also says here
3: no.
2: the call screener made a note, and they said, "Be sure to ask him about the peanut butter feet pictures." Don't let me forget about that. Yeah. But we're, let's save that for. Don't. Jump we'll get it. there. We'll get. Don't. Don't jump to it. We'll get there. But let's start with this. Um, Okay, is this all accurate, first of all? Yeah, that's all. Okay, okay. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this?
3: I'm nervous, to say the least. I'm not 100% against, but I'm nervous.
2: Uh, in what I, way are
3: you nervous? I'm scared of the repercussions to me and who might. My- you know, see it. You know, it's going to be out there on the internet. You know, I was raised to believe what's on the internet never disappears. You know, that's true. No, bit scared. Um, of that.
2: What repercussions are you afraid of to to yourself?
3: I, uh, you know, going to sound a little self centered, but Go just a it. little bit of embarrassment. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I and, and and whatever she might post on there is you know, kinda of directly or indirectly linked to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At um at least that's how I feel.
2: Sure, sure, sure. You're embarrassed of like uh what your friends finding out and like fucking sending you the pictures and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not it's not every day that my mom, you know, decides, hey, let me just are you know some soft core? You know, fuck.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, are you worried? At okay, is that is that the extent of uh of, of your worries? Is it just repercussions about embarrassment?
4: Is there anything yeah, else about it that's I bothering you?
3: Yeah, I would think you? so. Okay. That 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 and you know, it just it just doesn't feel like a right occupation. I don't know. Nothing against those people
4: know, but I,
3: I just i just feel like she she shouldn't do it i don't think it's right for her you know okay and maybe that's just me being the son but i i don't think it's right for her and especially with how long i've known her and what she her personality is like i don't yeah. know
2: what tell me what it is about her 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 personality that you think is antithetical to her doing doing only fans
3: She's very blunt on the internet too. So, like, she's been banned from uh, certain social medias multiple times, and had multiple day bans and stuff. And she is, she's uh, quite the character too. She dresses very uh, goth and emo, or, and almost pixie-ish if I were to describe it too. Sure. She, she, she. Where it's all the bright colors, dark colors, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. I'm worried she would get, you know, in some form of trouble on the Internet or mm. or something she'd regret.
2: Well, it says that you're it it says here that she's a Instagram influencer. What. Okay, so what kinds of uh, Instagram content is she currently known for?
3: Uh, she's she's getting up there. I wouldn't say she's quite influencer yet. Well, re-
2: whether whether or not you know, for, forgetting about like audience size, like what what is she posting about already?
3: Right. <laughs> uh, herself, makeup, a lot about my cats, our cats. Um, a lot of clothing, and you know whatever yeah. she finds appealing to herself too. Like she'll post uh, cute little artwork some creepy artwork, you know, whatever stuff she'll draw. And, you know, she'll post herself in an outfit with some makeup on do a little look or something. Mm. Mm, okay. But, um, and she's, she's very good at it, too. Sure. So, that's why I'm on the fence, too, because I believe if she did do it, and she did it right, she could do very well. And that's another theory that she does do very well that's a lot of attention.
2: Sure. Sure. Um, what's the relationship like with your mom?
3: Wonderful. I love her to death. I, I'd say she's one of the closest people to me. Mm. Mm.
2: Well, you know, Armando, uh, here's what I'll say is, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to tell you anything you don't already know, but Like, your mom, here's the thing, you're 18 years old, Um, Mm -hmm. your mom is her own independent adult person who, uh, similar to how if, if you were to make some sort of decision with your life, I would tell you, that your mom's opinion on the decision that you make with your life is irrelevant, you know, because it's your life and you're the one that has to live it and your mom can't influence you and shouldn't influence you, I would say the same thing right back. You know, your mom's her own yeah. person. Uh, she's living her own life. And uh, there's 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 really nothing that you can do about that. Um, except... Yeah. Uh, you know, as as you're saying that you you're, you're very close with her, that you love her, and you know you guys have a great relationship. All you can kind of really do is, uh, you know, be supportive of her and be there for her. Uh, you know, it be I, I think it'd be one thing if you had like, you know, whatever genuine concerns for like her safety uh, that that you wanted to air yeah. to her. You know, but at the end of the day, uh, you just, you have to just embrace it. Whatever she decides to do with her life, because yeah. it's not a, it's not up to you. Uh, just in the same just in the same now, way that you wouldn't want her telling you what you can and can't do with your life.
3: Right.
1: Now, how you do you know, feel I, about
3: that? I was starting to, you know, I am I am leaning more towards that, and I I do honestly believe that is the right thing to do, and I think it's probably what I'll end up doing. I just got to get over these, you know internal fears and anxieties over, you know, what's going to happen, not even to me, but to her. Sure. So I guess if she's prepared for it, I should, you know, just embrace them. Be like, okay, you know, do what you want.
2: It's, yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's, it, this really is like, I'm really looking at this, uh, from the flip side as well. Like if, as if, if the roles were reversed, it feels very much like a similar situation. <laughs> Um, where, like, yeah. again, if you were to go do OnlyFans, do porn, do whatever thing with your life that your mom disapproves of, it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, her intentions as yeah. your intentions would be for you yeah, to be safe, exactly. for you to, you know, be, be, well. What would you say? Oh, yeah. right. oh, sorry, no, I'm am I sorry. interrupting you talking to a person about your job?
3: No, no, you're not.
2: Um, I forgot what I was saying, but, uh... Either way, uh, I, I, I think that you have to Im- just embrace the fact that uh, no part of the situation is is within your control um, or is, is dependent on any sort of input from you, just as you would want to have the agency away from your mom to make your own decisions with your life. Yeah.
3: No, I completely agree. And I, I think... I think that's how I, I, I do feel deep down. I do feel like, you know, she can make her own choices. And she definitely is able to, and I believe she is, you know. And also she's not even sure what type of content she would like to post, you know.
2: Well listen, and now that's that that's all out of the way. Is, oh no, yeah. go ahead. Hit me with the other thing.
3: No, that was basically she doesn't even know what she would like to post. She was running ideas through me, and she actually wanted to get some suggestions from you. Like, what would, what do you think would be the market?
2: Okay, I'll say this: uh, your mom's your own person. Blah blah, blah all that stuff I said. Uh, uh, if, <laughs> I, I, if 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 I were you, and I were uncomfortable with being a part <laughs> of the creative process of your mom's OnlyFans, I would understand that feeling. Uh, it's a very valid feeling to not want to be involved in that creative process. Um but
3: I'm mean, okay, well, really quick side, though, I'm mm-hmm. uh,
2: Now I feel like now's a good time to ask about the peanut butter pictures. What is that?
3: Yeah, that was one of the ideas she was running through me was so there apparently there's one chick on there right now who is selling peanut butter feet pictures. Okay. And uh, she has about, you know, 5,000 subs, each $10 each, making that's about 50000 a year.
4: That's yeah. pretty good
2: money.
3: And she was running that with me saying, hey, that's a, that's a market there. Okay, how do you feel when your mom you know, is running.
2: Think... How, how do you feel when your mom is running uh, creative ideas for her OnlyFans, by the way?
3: You know. Not terrible, I guess. Like it's I'm used to it at this point I would say. Mm. But also deep down, it's a little weird.
2: Well, uh listen, Armando. Um you know, look, good luck to you with whatever it is that uh you do in your life. Um I'm glad to hear that you have a good relationship with your mom. That's a that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, if you ever do feel uncomfortable with her running uh, uh, content ideas by you, um, you should feel free to to let her know that. You can be like, "Hey, listen, mom, I support your decision to do OnlyFans, um, but I would like to have uh, no personal involvement in that whatsoever."
3: Yeah. I've, I've honestly, she's 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 raised me pretty weird. I'd say she's always been a unique, but great mother. Mm-hmm. So I think you know now with all the jokes she's cracked, me being younger and stuff. I think now it's I'm just just partly partly used to it.
2: Uh, Armando, said, is there anything always, you want to say to? She's been a character. Is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before we go?
3: Uh no, not that I can say. It, other
2: than I love you. Thank you for calling Armando. Good so luck to at the Kroger. Yeah,
3: no problem. Me too.
2: I, like, really want to know what his mom's OnlyFans is, but I'm, I wasn't going to ask him. Because that's just... That's just not cool. That's just not a thing you can really ask people. You really... can't politely ask somebody... Uh, the link to their mom's OnlyFans. You have to go find that independently. Spencer. Hello, Gek. How are you?
4: I'm doing good. How are you?
2: Um, I'm hanging out. I'm a little um, I think I'm a little brain fogged, but you know, trying my best oh, to be uh, a person. Oh, you know, I don't know. It's probably just chemicals. You know, everyone's, like, trying to figure yeah. out how to be... You know, it's all, it's all chemicals. What's going on with you?
4: Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Just hanging out.
2: Um, Spencer, it says here... that you're obsessed with minions.
4: Yes. Yes.
2: Um, um, tell me about that. So,
4: yeah. It, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on it. Um i I just started like like I watched the movies and stuff, and I thought they were good, but then like, just minions started to pop up like everywhere, mm. like even at like Walmart and stuff, so like I would just buy everything and now and I'm, now you I'm have a genuine judge for it
2: You have a genuine uh affinity for the minions.:
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure mm. it it's It's really bizarre.
2: Well, it's like, true that...
4: I'm kind of self-conscious that... about it, too.
2: Why, well, why are you self-conscious about it?
4: You know, it started off as a joke, but now I think people are realizing that, like, this isn't a joke anymore. You know?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, so why are you ashamed, then, to like what you like?
4: You know, I I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't wear my minions t-shirt in public too much, you know. Do you wish that
2: you do you wish that you had the courage to wear your minions t-shirt in public? In public?
4: Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Hmm.
2: When's the last time you wore your minions um, t-shirt in public?
4: It it had to have been like 2 months ago. And I like I don't know, I, I I'm like looking around and stuff and I can see that people are, you know, looking at me, you know. Mm. And it's a shame, you know.
2: Um You know, man, I feel like you shouldn't be ashamed to like the minions. Because uh look, these are little green guy what what are they they're yellow? These are little yellow guys. Yeah, they're yellow. They're, they exist because people find value in them. That's why the franchise is, is worth millions of dollars. And if the people around you cannot find value in the minions... Then that is due to a fault in their own perception. Or, if not a fault, um, a difference in their perception. Than in yours. And. If the world. Were made of people. Who all have the same. Perception. Then it would be a very. Very boring world. I agree. So you should wear the minions t-shirt.
4: Yeah. I'm I'm not quite there yet. But I'm hoping I will get there. You know hmm
2: what do you think would get you there
4: I I honestly don't know because now it's becoming like less trendy and like you see less and less minion stuff out there so now I feel like it's a little weirder now to start wearing it like I feel like I'm well, a minute. Well, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait 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 a minute are you wearing this stuff because you genuinely like the minions or because it's as you say trendy
4: Oh, it's definitely not, like... I, I meant trendy in the way of, like, it's just everywhere, like, at Walmart and stuff. I, I don't really think it's really trendy to wear Minion stuff, you know? Not yet, at least.
2: Hmm. Um, well, then, I feel like it's on... It's The onus could be on you, Spencer, to start the trend...
4: I'm. I'm really hoping to. I. I think. I'll, I. I will start going for it.
2: Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. That's,
4: that's. That's. That's what. I, that's, that's what I needed to hear.
2: That's, that's what I want from you, Spencer. That's what I want from you It's to start the trend. You know. You know. I Because I, I, was, I, I cause I've, Spencer. I, I. I. I just can hear from you that that. Y- you're. You're going along with. The whims of wherever other people are are going and, and doing, you know, um, and and that can only last you for so long until you need to until you need to break free from the chains, Spencer. Yes, yes. break free from the chains and start following your own path. Whatever that looks like.
4: Yeah, that's, you know, that's exactly what I wanted, like, needed to hear. You know, I appreciate it. Of
2: course. Thank you for calling, Spencer.
4: No problem. Have a good one.
3: Hello?
0: Hello?
2: Uh,
0: hi. Hi. This is Gek, right?
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, who who am I speaking with?
0: Oh, my name
2: is Paloma. Paloma. Paloma, it's nice to talk to you. I normally uh, screen the calls before uh, talking to them, so I have an idea of what people want to talk about. Um, but mm-hmm. I, decided, I decided to go in raw with this one. Cool. Do you
4: have
0: a topic that you want to talk about? or do you want I was just
2: topic? about to ask you, Paloma, if you had a topic that you wanted to talk about.
0: Um, yeah. So... My mom is convinced that she has visions, and has I want to unpack that.
2: Oh, like yeah, um, visions. like supernatural visions?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. What, like what kind of supernatural visions? Interesting. Of the future. Well, okay. So tell me what your mom. Tell me what your mom sees when she looks into the future.
0: Um, she is convinced that I'm gonna have two children one day and that I'm going to fall in love when I'm older. I don't know. My sister says that she usually gets stuff with her, correct? So I'm like, is this going to be my future? I don't know. I'm not fully convinced.
2: Hmm. Um, okay. Do you believe in uh, this sort of woo-woo clairvoyance sort of stuff or are you are you skeptical?
0: I'm very skeptical.
2: Okay. Um and does let me ask you does these visions that your mom claimed to have do they in any way affect your relationship with her?
0: Um honestly a little bit not in the sense that she's saying anything wrong just in the sense that I'm kind of Worried for her, you know. Why are you worried for her? Because I feel like she she's really into like crystals and um, tuning forks and just all things mystic. Sure. And I think she is putting herself in this into this world so much because she's avoiding something, or mm-hmm. she doesn't know. Either the truth is, and she's just scared of something. I'm not sure.
2: Uh, you see, it's interesting to hear you say this because you could kind of say that about a lot of things. You could say that about religion. Mm-hmm. You could say that about following a football team. You could say that about working. Mm-hmm. You got I me. Mean, say that, and you could say that about anything that you're using it as a distraction for. Uh, you know, whatever's underneath.
0: Mhm, I think I'm more partial because me and my mom are ex mormons My dad and sister mm. are still mormons but i I just don't believe in anything religious or skeptical because I think it's just like um keeping you from the truth of the matter of the world, you know what mm. I think it's more cut and dry than um what people think, believe.
2: Well, what do you believe is the truth of the matter of the world?
0: Hmm. I think we live and we try our best and we die.
4: Okay.
2: So do you think that your mom is avoiding that?
0: I think so. So...
2: Well, here's the thing, is I don't know if you need to be concerned with your mom, because luckily for you, luckily for her, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people have lived healthy, fine lives, believing their entire time in some crazy shit. So, you know, unless if she's joining some sort of suicide doom cult... Uh, no, I hope she, not. <laughs> it sounds like her her, her safety is um, in order. And when you're talking about, oh, she's uh, doing certain things to avoid looking at certain truths, it's like, well, you know who is also doing that is uh, almost every human being alive. What do you think I'm doing here on Twitch talking to people in a gecko costume? I mean, you do have a
0: point. We're all just distracting ourselves. It's true. For some, from something.
2: Yeah, so I mean, look, your, mom is a, your mom's got a thing. It's the same. It, I, I I wouldn't look yeah. at her believing in, in crystals and shit as anything, you know, more than, you know, like, is any different from her just joining a book club or something like that, you know? It's just another thing mm-hmm. to distract herself from from uh, Forever Empty. I guess
0: it's never really thought of it like that because me and my friends are just like this is so strange and so foreign to us that it's just just so weird
2: i'm sure that you and your friends do and say a lot of things that your mom probably looks at and goes this is very strange and foreign to me
3: mhm
0: probably
2: <laughs> um but i mean look at the end i think it's glad that you're concerned for your mom it means that you give a shit but she'll probably be fine. Again, unless if she's joining some sort of weird death cult or if she starts, like, protesting at abortion clinics or anything weird like that, she's probably fine.
0: Yeah, no, she hasn't gotten to that point yet.
2: Uh, what did you say her name was? Paloma? That's a good name. Is there anything else you want to say to the computer, yeah. Paloma?
0: Um. Oh, I do have a question. Hit me. Are you are you gonna do get Date still? Because I loved those. Uh
2: I, I want to do Gek Date. It's just a lot of like work to curate, and I don't have the time to do that right mm-hmm. now, but eventually I will. Maybe. Awesome. Possibly. Thanks for calling Paloma.
0: Alright. Love you, Duck. Woo. Ooh